0: Hello and welcome to the Astrology Witch podcast. I'm Tiana your host and today we're going to be discussing Venus signs. So I'm really excited because I feel like everyone gets really hung up once they find out what Venus signs are all about or what they think they're about, I should say. Most people who think of romantic compatibility, think of Venus signs once they've learned a little bit about astrology and they can indicate relationship compatibility for sure but certainly not just in romance. So there is a lot more that is indicated with Venus signs than just who you could be dating or you know who would make a good partner for you. Some people say, "Oh wait, whatever your Venus sign is or wherever it lands in your house going to affect that." And I mean all of those things can play into, you know, how it plays out in your life and and how it affects your chart and your personality and things like that. But there is so much more uh, that you can do with your Venus signs and by invoking the energy of other Venus signs and even in witchcraft. So um, I'm really excited. So what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about what the Venus signs indicate generally, and then we're going to go through the signs. And then at the end of the podcast, uh, once I've gone through all the signs, we're going to discuss how you can use someone's Venus sign placement, including your own, to do witchcraft workings for yourself, magical workings uh, for different purposes. So I hope you'll stick with me and hopefully you guys find this entertaining and interesting and helpful in learning astrology and also applying it to any magical practices that you may have because I am a very practical person and I like when there are practical applications for the things that I learned. So hopefully you find that helpful and we're going to get into what the Venus signs are all about generally. Okay. So (laughs) what the Venus signs indicate. So here are just a couple general things that your Venus sign or a person's Venus sign can indicate in their chart. Firstly, yes, it indicates romantic compatibility to a certain extent. Uh, But really, it talks about relationship compatibility, uh, like how what kind of a person you are in love and in friendship, um, how you approach those relationships. It also indicates creative expression and your aesthetic, your personal style, um, your personal taste. It indicates pleasure and beauty, allure and sex appeal, kind of how, what vibe you give off to others, your type of affection, uh, harmony and the arts, luxury, love affairs can land in this fine placement to a certain extent. Uh, Whether a person is thrifty or whether they love luxury goods, um, strong Venus placements incur a a love of beauty, the arts, an amiable nature. Uh, They can be a love for aesthetics, that would be like Libra, (laughs) and sometimes nature, that'd be Taurus. Um, And in afflicted placements, it can indicate self-indulgence, laziness, narcissism, and even an excessive uh, hang-up for materialism. So Those are just a few of the ways you can interpret your Venus sign generally about what Venus signs will generally indicate. And now we're going to go through each one of the signs so we can discuss how that Venus placement specifically will play out. Okay, so as always, we're starting with Aries. So if you have your Venus in Aries, you're responsive, impulsive, and passionate In your love nature, Aries-Venus may fall in love at first sight and blindly follow wherever their heart leads them. They simply love the chase. They're strongly sensual. Aries-Venus people are usually attracted by physical appearance first and mental compatibility second. They're very turned off by messy appearances or loud or vulgar, vulgar behavior. They may even enjoy surprising lovers with gifts. Um, they can be a fascinating blend of both like aggression and sentimentality, where they do, you know, maybe a grand romantic gesture, uh, and then very aggressively, they could come on too strong. Uh, they can also be demanding, selfish, sensitive, restless, fiery, competitive spontaneous, and flirtatious. And in friendships, Aries-Venus folks are enthusiastic, bold, and exciting. Okay, so if your Venus is in Taurus, like me, then (laughs) your Venus is perfectly at home and harmonious in this placement. It's a very natural placement for Venus to be in because Venus naturally rules Taurus. And Venus and Taurus people love all the sensual and physical pleasures life has to offer. They're very cautious and slow to give their love away to someone uh, in, you know, the extent of a romantic relationship and even sometimes in friendships. But once they do, their love style is very physical, passionate and down to earth. These people are affectionate, romantic, demonstrative, uh, generous. And they have to have a healthy sex life in their relationships. They're very physical, tactile people. And these are also the kind of people who would really enjoy sensual candles, a million pillows and blankets on their bed, um, a beautiful home decor that feels earthy and cozy and comforting and also secure. Um, and they can sometimes be overly smothering in a relationship and have a consuming need to possess their lovers on a physical level. Um, And as we go through the signs, there's another uh, placement, which is the opposite of Taurus, which is Scorpio who want to possess their level in an emotional sense. So you can see those like opposing signs and how they sort of have uh, opposing but similar, I guess, uh, flavors to them. So in friendship, Venus and Taurus people are loyal, helpful, and kind, but they're also very selective. They might be the kind of person that has maybe not so many friends, but the friends they do have, they are fiercely protective of. And this position of Venus also brings luck and money, artistic sensibility and affinities, and a love for food, music, and indulging the senses. Again, like soft sheets, candles, uh, chocolates, bubble baths, and physical touch. If you have your Venus in Gemini... Those with Venus and Gemini must form an intellectual connection with their lovers. And this is before any affection can take root in them. They tend to be lighthearted in love matters. They find intense emotional commitment, kind of stifling. They prefer to keep things fun. Venus Gemini people have a wide range of interests, including music, travel, literature, and they never find a reason for their lover to take center stage in their lives. They're just too preoccupied with other things. And it's kind of the general theme for Gemini people and Gemini placements is that they have a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests, and they're very tied up with those intellectual uh, stimulating interests. So because of this, they often can come off detached and cold. They can be inconsistent, which others may find frustrating, but Gemini Venus people are very charming and able to smooth over any difficulties. They can sometimes be a little careless, flippant, they enjoy spending money, and they may have many lovers and affairs. And that's simply because Gemini has a case of the grass is always greener on the other side and they always want to see the other side. In friendship, though, those with Gemini-Venus placements are witty, humorous, flirtatious, and they have many friends. Moving on to Cancer Venus people. Okay, so Venus and Cancer people enjoy building relationships on trust, loyalty, and protection. They want to create a sense of home and security within that special someone. Venus and Cancer folks are sensitive, romantic, and love to be pursued by other people. They need that reassurance that someone wants them enough to go after them, and they value being loved over almost anything else. The need to be loved and the need for security are almost equally weighted for a Venus and Cancer person. That said, they are pragmatic So they crave a sense of security alongside the desire to be loved. They almost just need both of those things for a love relationship to work. Once a sense of love and security is established for these people, they're demonstrative, sensual, nurturing, and deeply sentimental. They may also possess strong ties and a sense of loyalty when it comes to their own family and home. So that may be very important to a Venus and Cancer person for their intimate relationships, to have that relationship with their family, uh, to have a sense, a strong sense of family and home. And that would be incredibly important to them. Many may also enjoy cooking and all things related to the home, like, you know, interior decorating, making things very cozy. You know, this is representative of the the crab in its shell. And so the home will be very important and central to their uh, relationship and security and that kind of happy home life. In friendship, Cancer Venus people are often caring, empathetic, and a source of deep healing for those closest to them. Okay, so Venus in Leo. Venus in Leo people have a rare gift for attracting warm feelings on the part of others without doing anything at all. Just by existing, these people are magnetic, likable, regal, and generous. They are true romantics because Leo natively rules the heart. And they enjoy worshipping and being worshipped by their partners. They need a sense of devotion. Some may enjoy buying gifts and making grand romantic gestures. However, they need that same devotion in return. They need the same devotion, loyalty, and attention. Uh, Otherwise, they might grow a little bitter. (laughs) They prefer to be dominant in love affairs and covet the idea of being part of a power couple. Many Venus and Leo folks view their partners as a reflection of their own personal identity. And they don't do well with rejection. (laughs) They're often blessed with many creative gifts because Leo is the sign of creative expression, and they love luxury possessions such as clothes, jewelry, money. They can be a little self-indulgent, but they're capable of great sacrifices made on behalf of their loved ones. And in friendship, Leo Venus people are loyal, warm, proud, fun-loving, and popular. Okay, so Virgo Venus. So Virgo Venus can be similar to Virgo rising people in that they tend to attract people who feel the need to save them. Uh, Virgo Venus people are service-oriented though and they're problem solvers. They love to help others. They can be very cautious in love matters. They do not fall in love easily at all. At times they may even blow small completely out of proportion as a kind of defense mechanism to avoid letting other people close to them. They sometimes feel that their feelings will be exploited by someone unworthy. But what they truly want is for someone to feel special or to think they are special in the eyes of someone else. So they, they want that feeling that they are special and unique and for someone to treat them as such. Venus and Virgo people crave a relationship that is based on reciprocity. They're practical, detail-oriented, intelligent, loyal, sympathetic, subtly witty, and sensual under the right circumstances. They may sometimes though come off as critical, but they simply want to help others improve. Small, subtle and thoughtful acts of service are the way to this Virgo Venus's heart. Ironically, Venus and Virgo may often give their hearts to the wrong person who will fail to truly appreciate their genuinely unique qualities. And this position of Venus can sometimes promote scandal for some reason. However, Virgo Venus people have many virtues. They're often creative writers, they make wonderful teachers, they possess excellent business sense, and are very humanitarian-leaning. In friendships, they're kind, loyal, helpful, compassionate, and humorous. Now on to Venus in Libra. Venus in Libra people are in love with love. They love the idea of love and romance. Where Taurus Venus is a physical sensuality, Libra Venus people are much more cerebral. They're romantic idealists but of the mind they feel that love is very much of the spirit anything unpleasant coarse crude or vulgo, vulgar instantly repels a venus and leo a libra person they are obsessed with balance and romance and harmony symmetry good style taste and charm they may fall in love way too easily uh, on often with more than one romance going at a time to be quite fair and They need to be in a relationship that looks good and has all the romantic rituals that they require, you know, candlelight dinners, intimate dates, romantic poetry, charming social manners, and gifts. Many Venus and Libra people are typically charming, artistic, and successful in creative collaborations. They may often find a lot of luck in partnerships in either business or marriage and they enjoy luxury goods, tasteful decor, and they can be extravagant with money. In friendships, they are sympathetic, understanding, amenable, charming, and friendly. Okay, so moving on to Venus in Scorpio, or what I like to call one of the sexiest Venus placements. (laughs) So Scorpio Venus people find love to be a very all-consuming experience in which they themselves experience the full intensity of their emotions they often have love lives that are sexual passionate demonstrative and even spiritual their sex life is often a very large part of their love relationships and they need this component probably almost more than anything else although they do need that emotional component as well They are transfixed by intense, mysterious, and sometimes dangerous intimate relationships. They often crave deep emotional and erotic intimacy. Scorpio Venus people have a deep need to possess their lovers in body and in soul. They can be sensitive to rebuffs or rejection and may even become vindictive if they feel slighted. They have a tendency to become involved in lucrative business partnerships or marriages, and often have a deep sense of imagination and possess the potential to create highly original artistic works, especially in music. In friendship, Scorpio Venus people are loyal, highly intuitive, deeply insightful, and require their friends to keep their secrets. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to Venus in Sagittarius. Sagittarius Venus people enjoy love with a sense of adventure and fun. And those born with Sagittarius Venus placements are drawn to adventurers, travelers, explorers, and even daredevils. They can have this tendency to be attracted to the stereotypical bad boy or nomadic hipster. They need a sense of excitement, humor, and entertainment in their love lives. Venus and Sagittarius folks never seem to have boring love affairs. They may desire the perfect love and suffer from short love, uh, short-lived affairs as a result because they simply cannot bear for their love relationships to be boring or mundane. They simply don't wish to give up their freedom either for another person, so when things start to get a little deeper and more personal, you may find that a Venus and Sagittarius person goes running for the hills, because they are free-spirited, optimistic, outgoing, and imaginative. Though, they often attract powerful and influential friends, and may fare a lot better in friendships than love relationships. Venus and Sagittarius people may have a lot of luck in creative projects, also in foreign countries. And in friendship, Venus-Sagittarians are fun-loving, adventurous, optimistic, light-hearted, and creative. Okay, Capricorn Venus. Now, of all the Venus signs, Capricorn Venus people are always seeking their proverbial daddy or to be a top in their relationships. To put it simply, they just enjoy power dynamics and role play. They may come off sometimes as stoic, cold, calculating, careful, and cautious about love, and they are. However, when they are in love, they're loyal, reliable, faithful, and they either seek financial security in their partner or desire to give their partner financial security. Either way, it's just incredibly important to them. They're very much a no-frills lover, but they do mean what they say, even if they're not demonstrative about it. Capricorn Venus folks can detach from their physical desires and emotions. In fact, they may be able to have a sexual relationship and not become emotionally invested at all. However, when they are emotionally invested, they can be jealous, possessive, cold, detached, and fear rejection. In friendship, Capricorn Venus people are kind, realistic, dependable, responsible, sometimes sarcastic, but humorous nonetheless with their closest friends. Okay, Aquarius Venus. Venus in Aquarius people have a kind, loving, progressive, sometimes aloof, rebellious, free spirited and eccentric nature. They can be helpful and giving, but they're not usually very emotional. In any relationship, including love, these people must have personal freedom and they will not tolerate jealousy or messy emotional scenes. Venus and Aquarius folks believe in fairness and openness. They prefer to have friendships and are often very popular. They can and often do attract very many lovers, however but they usually prefer directing their personal magnetism toward humanitarian efforts. Aquarius is a sign of hopes and wishes, and having the sign in your Venus will typically grant your wishes, but it may come later in life, like age 30 and beyond. <laughs> um, they may also be drawn toward offbeat and unique individuals, and in friendship, they are loving, open-minded, kind, progressive, likable, and fair. Okay, and finally, we are at Pisces Venus. So Venus and Pisces people usually possess the ability to give unconditional love in their friendships and intimate relationships. Venus is considered exalted in this placement. So those with Venus and Pisces are able to see the beauty in everything and often find fulfillment in creative pursuits, especially music and art. They find romance to be a deeply spiritual experience as they possess tender emotions and a strong level of devotion. They're kind-hearted, loving, gentle, sensitive, intuitive, imaginative, and sometimes fickle. Being loved makes these people feel most complete, though they may often find themselves choosing the wrong lover and often have secret love affairs, which may cause them some suffering. They are the most self-sacrificing Venus placement and have full spectrum empathy for other people. They may possess strong affinities, however, for the arts, especially music, writing, or acting. They're not typically that great with money, uh, as they just tend to be too generous for their own good. In friendships, however, they are kind, empathetic, loving, unconditional, giving, dreamy, and creative. Okay, so that is... Those are all the Venus signs. Okay, so a couple of words on friendship and love compatibility when it comes to your Venus signs and possible places that you can find compatibility in your chart. Just because I know that some people tend to focus on Venus signs, but I want to point out some aspects that can affect compatibility because whenever it comes to Venus and compatibility and love, People want to know, you know, where do I look for compatibility in someone's chart or in my chart? And what are those indicators? So some points of compatibility to look out for are your Venus sign, of course, your moon sign, because that is someone's emotional compatibility with another person. Your sun, obviously, that's your main ego identity, shines over the whole chart. Your Mars, because that will indicate uh, sexual attraction or like possible sex style I guess (laughs) um and taste and also like fighting so how this person is going to argue what it what will the conflict be fifth house indicates falling in love so how a person falls in love maybe like the courting stage it can also indicate a partner occasionally like occasionally uh, a good partner sign will fall here or in the seventh house although the seventh house is kind of a mixed bag it does indicate partnerships um of all kinds, and how you act in a partnership, uh, sometimes, depending on, you know, there are all different aspects to this, but these are general, speaking generally, but the seventh house can also indicate hidden enemies, or karmic relationships, so if somebody you would have a relationship with that maybe wasn't the easiest relationship, but taught you a lot, third house is a great place to look for communication, how do you communicate, how does the other person communicate, that will definitely play into how compatible you are, your mercury signs, how do you guys Talk to each other, and it's important to watch out for hard aspects with Mars. So again, this denotes you know, fighting, but also sexual attraction and magnetism. So the aspects to each other are important, and you can do this on like uh, Astro.com has something called um, I think it's called like love composite charts, something like that. Um, But essentially you can put in your birth chart information and someone else's birth chart information and it will create a composite chart. And a composite chart, it places one person's chart over the top of another in order to compare aspects to determine strong compatibility, difficult or harmonious aspects and what you can expect in terms of compatibility with another person. So if you'd like to do that, that may be a good uh, indicator of compatibility if that's something you wanna do. Uh, And also opposite or same uh, north and south nodes, opposite or same moon signs, opposite or same element uh, in Venus signs. So opposite or same uh, north or south nodes that will pretty much be the same for the most part if they're around your same age uh most people in the same generation same age group will have the same north and south node they may be in different places most of the time they're going to be in a different house whatever but you will essentially have the same thing and that that is what it indicates is that you have the same sort of spiritual journey if you will put very simply if you have opposite you might have opposite spiritual journeys but uh, be able to complement and help one another in those spiritual journeys. However, if you have opposite north nodes, there may be a larger age gap. And now for moon signs, if you have the same moon sign, that person may appear to intuitively understand you and understand your emotions without you ever having to say anything. If you have opposite moon signs, you may not understand one another, but you may have an emotional magnetism with the other person. as any opposite sign in your placement of compatibility with other people will have. So they have opposite signs in their moon sign from you or opposite in their ascendant or opposite in their sun sign or Venus sign. There's going to be a sense of magnetism between the two or quite possibly. And again, opposite uh, Venus signs like, you know, Taurus, Scorpio, Aries, Libra, there could uh, again be a sense of attraction there. However, same element Venus signs are always compatible and they tend to feel quite at home with one another. It's kind of similar to having the same moon sign or the same moon element sign. They will have a general understanding of one another. They'll feel very at home. Okay, so synastry also compares houses, planets, and placements of another person's charts to yours, but it's a little bit different than composite chart. Composite just places one person's chart over the top of yours and then compares the aspects as if it's sort of one one natal chart like if you guys became one person it's almost like reading the natal chart of a person's potential relationship however synastry compares your house placements planets um, and different aspects in comparison with another person's chart so not laying over the top So it's a little bit of difference in how they are compatible. And it's important to note that at the end of the day, we love who we love and signs don't matter. Okay, so moving on. Okay, so moving on from that, let's talk about Venus's signs and... Venus's... (laughs) Venus signs and witchcraft. So how do we work with Venus signs when it comes to a magical working? Of course, you can do... Romantic love magic or sex magic, that's a given. I feel like most people can assume that this is a thing. Uh, However, you can also do, you know, sexy glamour magic. Do you want to give off the vibe of Venus and Scorpio? You know, look for what a Venus and Scorpio vibe is like and then work with that energy. If you want to attract specific types of people to you, then using that person's Venus sign or even the Venus element sign, right? Because if you have Venus earth sign placements, they're sort of have a similar vibe to them. And using that energy to attract, like to see what that sign would be into, for instance, like earth, Venus signs tend to be a little more tactile, practical, earthy, Um, you know, you would bring those elements or work on trying to attract those elements to you, possibly by being tactile, earthy, and sensual. So, uh, you know, if you're trying to attract a certain type of person, this is how you can harness their Venus sign. You can also, too, work with, you know, self-love through uh, nurturing your own Venus sign. You know, what makes your Venus sign come alive? Fall in love with yourself in a way and build up your own self-worth and confidence, especially because, you know, Venus to a certain extent, obviously the second house rules self-worth, but the second house is ruled by Venus um, because Venus rules money and self-worth and self-esteem. So working with Venus placements, especially if you you are working with your specific placement, can be a great way to build up your own self-esteem, confidence and self-worth. And also to build up your own sense of value. So it can be great in beauty workings as well because naturally Venus rules over beauty for physical appearance, interior decorating, and you know also things like material resources. So another great way too is to use Venus signs in money or abundance working. So depending on what your Venus sign is all about, And that may or may not be debilitated. Debilitated meaning a more difficult placement. So if your specific Venus placement, for instance, maybe has a hard time holding on to money, well, then maybe you want to channel a different type of Venus placement energy, such as Capricorn or Taurus or Scorpio. Or, you know, you want to be more thrifty and like, you know, save and budget, maybe you want to be more like a Virgo Venus, or you want to be more service oriented Virgo Venus. Um, Maybe you want to be, you know, working in a partnership uh, and attract partnerships to yourself, then you could work with Libra Venus, because it's very partnership oriented. So You know, that could work very well in a business setting. You trying to attract a good business partnership for yourself to expand your business. Or if you want to make more money, uh, you know, the money mind of a Taurus Venus, a Scorpio Venus, a Capricorn Venus, uh, these business minded kind of placements. Even in abundance workings, perhaps you just simply want to attract, you know, more fun in your life, or, I mean, if you want to attract more money, yes, you know, Taurus Venus would be a great thing to work with, because, again, it's a natural placement, but if you want to attract abundant inspiration, or abundant, I don't know, work ethic, you know, there are different Venus placements that would be applicable to this, and also, again, to Nurture your own Venus sign to make your own sign work for you. Play to your strengths. You know, what are the strengths of this Venus placement? Where does it land in your in your houses, in your chart? Uh, you know, if it lands in your 10th house, I mean, that's a great blessing for your career. 10th house is your midheaven. It rules career and your work and your public facing personality and your reputation in the world. So, you know, you can do a a work job abundance working with Venus to bring you material wealth and money. Um, That would be a great way to work with it. If it's in your place of travel, perhaps you want to enliven your Venus sign by traveling somewhere or higher, you know, experiencing higher learning because the ninth house rules higher learning. It all depends on your personal chart or the chart of someone else, depending on what kind of working you're doing for yourself or someone else. But I mean, I think most of the time we all want to work with our own charts. And so for that reason, I would say start with your own charts, the easiest thing to do and the best way to improve your life and, you know, find your strengths and weaknesses and working with each aspect as we go along here in each episode with all of the different planets to really try to embody that energy that you were gifted with and everyone is blessed in certain areas and if you have a debilitated placement for venus or anything else then there are other ways you can invoke other energy to kind of stabilize that placement and give it a bit more of a nurturing effect for you so that it doesn't hold you back in life or so that you can turn things around and balance that placement and heal that placement so Hopefully you found this helpful. Um, There are so many different ways you can use them in magical workings. You could use them in a meditation, uh, guided path working. And let me know on Instagram, I'm at astrologywitchpodcast or also uh, Twitter, Podcast. And let me know if you guys want path workings for this kind of thing. I can include them as different episodes or I I guess at some point I could create a Patreon. If you guys are interested in that, let me know. And, you know, do specific guided path workings for each zodiac sign. That sounds kind of exciting. Uh, You know, things that could help you journey through the signs and the energy of those signs. I think that would be really cool. So, yeah, hopefully you guys found this helpful and let me know, did you learn something new about your Venus placement or someone else's Venus placement that you didn't know? And, um, you know, what kind of workings do you do with your Venus placements if you do them, or which ones do you want to try? I'd love to hear from you. Again, I'm on Twitter at Astro w Podcast or Instagram Astrology Witch Podcast, and you can also email me at uh, Witch 89 at gmail, and I'd love to chat with you. So, Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you next time.